0: You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. This is a sad, sad day. Um, BFM, the font of liberalism and tolerance at the (laughs) centre of the University of Auckland. The Wire.
1: At the end of last week, National's Housing Minister Chris Bishop stood up and spoke about National's proposed changes to the build-to-rent policy, as well as some other legislation changes to fit the party's housing plans. Today I spoke with Dr Shane Reddy from the National Party and I started by asking him about what build-to-rent means and National's changes to the current policy are planned.
0: So uh, build-to-rent is used much more extensively overseas than it is here in New Zealand and we need to look at what settings. It is a very good uh, policy and we need to look at what settings we need to uh, develop to make it more more welcoming and more realistic here what well, we know some of the things not to do so uh, embarrassingly uh, earlier this year no it might have been last year actually uh, the current labor government who have had an interest in build to rent as well for a number of years now uh, realized that their position on interest deductibility for build to rent wasn't tenable and so they reversed that so that's not what that's what not to do uh, don't develop a policy drop it into the current settings and think it will work. Uh, We're very interested in Build to Rent, and you've heard that through our housing spokesperson. And uh, what we think needs to happen to grow more of this market is a couple of things. First of all, we need to change the uh, Overseas Investment Act and allow more institutional investors into this market. Uh, A vibrant market with funds coming in um, would be good for Build to Rent. And then secondly, the Income Tax Act, uh, we need to uh, put Build to Rent on a commercial basis just like uh, other commercial buildings are and uh, and allow depreciation uh, on, on those properties. And we think those two things would uh, stimulate the market. We need more players in the market, uh, but to enter the market, uh, they need to see more robust settings. And, and I think this, this talks to uh, the damage that's been done to the renter's market over the last uh, five years that increase in in rents by $150 a week uh, under this government and uh, the need we have to increase the size of the rental market to be available to renters. uh, That's the objective that we're all trying to achieve.
1: Right, so by increasing rental properties we're also decreasing that pressure on the rental market.
0: It is. There's a supply and demand component here and uh, if we increase supply uh, then we'll decrease demand and hopefully stabilise Uh, rental prices, uh, just as one tool um, to push back against the war on landlords that we've seen from this government.
1: Will the changes to the Income Tax Act affect standard landlords in New Zealand, you know people that might just own one or two investment properties, or is this only to affect the major property investors and builders of build to rent complexes?
0: So we've talked about the changes that need to happen for ma and pa uh, landlord owners. And uh, those changes would be, uh, one, we do need to allow interest deductibility. It's been one of the main drivers for pushing up rents when the government decided they would remove uh, interest deductibility uh, for rentals. And then secondly, um, we'd reduce the extended bright line test uh, back to what it was. That's what we need to do for standard ma and pa, uh, who, who own uh, amongst them a, a substantial number of properties, uh, generally just one, one or two. Um, but they are significant contributors to the rental market, and uh, yet they've been forced to pass through costs, uh, through policy decisions, uh, like removal of interest deductibility on rental properties, and we would reverse that.
1: Will the amendment to the Overseas Investment Act, what's this going to entail for our overseas investors, and how will it affect New Zealand? What's going to change?
0: So uh, what it will do uh, is it will uh, uh, make the rent-to-build market uh, more robust on commercial terms uh, by allowing uh, interest deduct oh, by allowing depreciation. So the government took one step towards this as the market was failing, the to rent market was failing. Uh, they realised, oh heck, maybe we need to allow interest deductibility on this as on this particular sort of program, as if it's just another commercial building, which it is. Well, if that's the case, then uh, apply the full suite of tools that you would have to a commercial building, which includes uh, being able to deduct depreciation. So uh, that would be the prime tool. Uh, to encourage, uh, that's through the Income Tax Act, Uh, but uh, that would be the the prime tool uh, to uh, allow and encourage international investors as well as relaxing the Overseas Investment Act.
1: Does the National Party plan to scrap KiwiBuild?
0: Well, KiwiBuild's been one of the most embarrassing failures. Uh, for this government that they're desperate to try and forget it's taken a minister down. Phil uh, so its career will be uh, aligned uh, with the failure to Kiwi build. And when I look back at the 2017 campaign and the adamancy uh, with which he said I am confident we will build 100,000 houses. You just have to look and say, how how could you be? You didn't understand the market, and yet you stood there uh, with your jaw out and told New Zealanders this is what you would do. So uh, KiwiBuild's been a a significant failure. Look, uh, we'll develop the suite of tools. We'll choose the uh, best of the current policy settings, uh, that could possibly be working, and look how we can be doing a better job. Uh, to date, KiwiBuild has not delivered that. So when we have all the information, if we're privileged to be government, uh, we'll weigh everything up and uh, and make that decision.
1: In addition to these Build to Rent plans that will expand the rental market, what about the ownership market? What are What are National's plans for that?
0: Um, so uh, we're very enthusiastic uh, to be uh, inviting and welcoming and providing environments uh, for new home buyers uh, to be able to get a step on the property market. And that's a combination of a number of policies. Uh, first of all, uh, reducing the cost of inflation uh, across some of their Uh, disposable items for example fruit and vegetables unbelievable uh, figures out yesterday on some of those prices which gives you more discretionary income which gives you more ability to service the mortgage so well we'll apply ourselves to the cost of living so there's more disposable income uh, to be available to pay mortgages for 1st home ownership Uh, secondly we're very interested in the, uh, the the supply of houses as it relates to building materials as it relates to how can we just build more houses Uh, And uh, wrapped around that, of course, is our our interest in collaborating with social housing providers for those who need social housing and uh, those in the NGO sector who are more nimble than the government sector, who are generally more nimble than KiwiBuild-type operators, and we're interested in collaborating with them for their assistance in uh, in the social housing market.
1: So social housing isn't going to be just government-provided housing, it's going to be more provided by outsourced.
0: While the NGOs who are doing that at the moment, uh, they're very nimble, and uh, we're interested in collaborating with them, helping them to do more uh, of what they're doing at the moment.
1: I also noticed Chris Bishop said some things about sourcing building materials, which we all know is really difficult at the moment. So what are National's plans around sourcing materials and labour for these buildings?
0: Mm. So when I was saying that we're interested in how we can simply build more houses and where the hurdles are, of course the quintessential example has been the issue of JIB uh, in this past year, where coming through one sole provider, there wasn't enough supply, prices went up and that started to severely constrain the residential uh, construction market. Uh, So we're interested in looking at what bottlenecks we need to remove for the supply of materials so we can literally build more houses. And I think that jib-, jib will be the quintessential example uh, that that was a hurdle in a bottleneck uh, that truly really became problematic.
1: What are the projected figures of how many more houses New Zealanders are going to have due to these changes?
0: So uh, we are privileged to have the uh, army of analysts uh, and the moment-by-moment data that uh, a government has Um, so we're not able to make those projections but but just in a very general way we all agree we simply need to build more houses so we'll be focused on those policies those levers that we do have control over which include the fiscal levers that we've talked about supply and demand policy settings that we've talked about building materials uh bottlenecks Uh, that we need to address will be interested in applying a suite of tools to simply build more houses Uh, how many are actually needed Uh, look the sense would be that it's in the tens of thousands but that's a very general uh, statement without having the fine detail that the tools of government will be able to bring to that sort of calculation
1: that was nationals dr shane Reddy talking to me about nationals bill to rent and housing plans
0: That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.